America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today, but before we get into that, we're not going to do Today in History because something else happened this weekend and we upload on Sunday, so we're going to take a step back a day. Uh, so yesterday, yesterday in history, on September 11th, 2001, America faced an unprecedented day of terror as 19 Al-Qaeda members hijacked four passenger jetliners sending two of them smashing into New York's World Trade Center, one into the Pentagon, and the fourth into a field in western Pennsylvania, resulting in 2,996 deaths. May that day never be forgotten. A, a very tragic day in our, uh, in our time. Now taught in history books to the new generation, but for many others, it is as clear as yesterday. So, stay safe, my friends. Live today. For tomorrow isn't guaranteed. But, let's move on to the news for the week. First, Governor Kathy Hochul uh, of New York addressed the morning New Yorkers... Or, <laughs> After last week's flooding uh, turned deadly, during a public address on Sunday, Hochul stressed her concerns about high rainfall in Central Park last week. That horrific events of Wednesday evening, uh, when we literally saw record-shattering rainfall, but the record-shattering is almost an anomaly because we set the record a week before, she explained. We shattered that record with over 3.1 inches, this per hour, my friends... This is not oversight. Uh, this is not overnight. This is not over day. This was per hour. Cultural added the flood was beyond the wave action off the sound or off the ocean. It's when the heavens break loose and multiple storm systems converge and they drop a Niagara Falls level of water on our city. She expressed, "How do you prepare for that?" The New York governor went on to tell New Yorkers severe weather would continue to devastate their state. Uh, she went on to say, after what I witnessed firsthand and the lives we lost, 17 New Yorkers no longer with us because of the weather. I'm operating on the assumption that this could happen again in another 10 days. Holchel then turned her speech into a lecture about so-called climate change. I'm not going to wait for someone to tell me that the climate change effect on our weather is in the future, she asserted. I'm not going to have someone tell me that these events are every hundred years, five hundred years, thousand, uh, thousand years. As families of the New Yorkers who died are still mourning, Hochul suggested making an investment in government-funded infrastructure. Next, the pregnant widow of fallen Marine Riley uh, McCollum uh, has been set to receive a free home through the Tunnel to Towers Foundation in an interview with uh, Breitbart on Saturday the group's chairman Frank Siller said he hoped to help other families going through what his family went through when his brother died 
Tunnel to Towers was founded by Siller after the 9-11 attacks, during which his firefighter brother died in New York City when the building collapsed as he attempted to get people to safety. Siller said the families of anybody killed in the recent attack on Kabul would qualify for a home. We're paying off the mortgages and building mortgage-free homes for Gold Star families, and that includes any of the 13 who left behind a young family. He said, uh, we, we do know one of them had, uh, had his wife is, had a wife and she's pregnant and will be giving birth shortly. We're going to build her a mortgage free house. Siller also hailed all 13 U.S. service members lost in the attacks in Kabul as American heroes. Riley McCollum's sister said she, or said she was very excited to become a, or, uh, Sorry. His sister said he was very excited to become a father and was going to be a great dad. We here at America First would like to express our thanks to those families and those servicemen and women uh, for their sacrifice. And uh, we will keep you in our hearts. But on to the next... Family and friends of slain Marine Lance Corporal Kareem uh, Nikoi gathered together to honor and celebrate his life and legacy. Over the weekend, the city of Norco held a ceremony for the 20-year-old while also honoring the 12 other service members who died in the Kabul airport attack in late August. Nikoi would be remembered as a fun and loving person who always wanted to serve his country. In school, the big thing he wanted all... The big thing he wanted, all he ever talked about was being a Marine. He was in the ROTC, and that's what he wanted, one of, uh, one of narco residents uh, expressed. His dream was to be a Marine, and then he fulfilled that dream. He was a fun-loving boy that loved his country, loved his family, and he was much too young to die. Norco residents said the community was mourning as they held a moment of silence for the lost Marine and 12 other service members. I think it was a very beautiful uh, ceremony. One resident stated, this is Norco, so we're all a very tight-knit community. Kareem gave his life for all of us, and it's a beautiful ceremony in honoring the other 12. City officials announced that Nikoi's name would be engraved in the Lest We Forget a wall at the Veterans Memorial Plaza in Norco. The Marine's body is expected to be brought home September 17th. Next. Uh, a leader in conservative in a, a conservative men's club, the Proud Boys, was allegedly shot by a member of the far-left group Antifa. According to city officials, uh, Tusitala Tiny to Toes? Toes, T-O-E-S-E, -E, was shot in the foot on Saturday in Olympia, Washington during uh, an anti-mask and forced vaccination protest. Antifa planned to disrupt the demonstration in their usual fashion, but were met by Proud Boys serving as bodyguards for those attending the event. City manager Jay Burney released a statement in which uh, he said a verbal altercation erupted before several shots were fired by an unknown member of Antifa. A member of one of the groups then produced a handgun and fired several shots, and a member of the other group was struck in the ankle, he stated. 
The city is aware that one of the groups involved is reportedly a Portland-based Proud Boys group, and the other group involved is reportedly allied with Antifa. The uh, Toez was taken to an area uh, to an area hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Antifa-linked social media accounts celebrated the shooting and urged those who may have recorded the incident to not post the video to conceal the identity of the assailant. Up next, Chicago is grappling with the aftermath of a violent Labor Day weekend. On Monday, officials said at least eight children under the age of 17 were shot over the weekend, including a four-year-old who died on Sunday. Superintendent Dave Brown of the Chicago Police Department said the deaths of these innocent children should not be the byproduct of criminal behavior. They are innocent. They have a full life ahead of them, he stated, and we just need families and others in the community to reject this I can't tell what I know about the offender. Superintendent Brown then called on parents to protect their children from gang violence. You know the life you lead. You know that you're being targeted or you've done something that's caused this retribution from some rival gang or some rival person. He stated, why are you continuing to be around young people, our children? That's on you. The violence continued over the weekend and even reached the Chicago Lakefront bike path on Monday. Individuals enjoying the holiday were left shaken after one man sitting on a bench was shot in the buttocks. A woman visiting from out of town weighed in, saying she watched as emergency responders helped the victim. Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws in the country, which includes gun owner licensing, waiting periods, and assault weapons ban, and firearm identification requirements. However, it appears this wasn't enough to prevent the 57 shootings that occurred over the weekend, which have left many residents and tourists fearing for their lives. If you live in Chicago and you're listening, stay safe out there. Uh, lock your doors. Just keep an eye out. Try to stay away from troubled areas. And if you see anything, you know, report it to the authorities. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. Next up. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said there was no question identifying terror threats would become more difficult with U.S. troops no longer in Afghanistan. During a press conference in Qatar on Tuesday, Austin said the U.S. would now have to rely more heavily on its technological capabilities to identify and engage threats that develop in the region. Austin assured Americans and allies the capabilities of the U.S. within the region were robust and continually improved. We've come a long way in the last 20 years in terms of the development of our capabilities. I would further say there isn't a scrap of earth that we can't reach out and touch when we need to, he asserted. We've demonstrated that time and time again, and our job is to make sure we stay vigilant and continue to develop capabilities. The Biden administration has acknowledged ISIS-K as a current and ongoing terror threat Austin said the Pentagon would maintain focus on the terrorist group while other top officials suggested the possibility of the U.S. working with the Taliban against ISIS-K. Austin went on to admit that there were lessons to be learned from the, an after-action review of the flawed withdrawal operation. Next, 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a sweeping election reform bill into law after a a contentious battle with Democrats. Abbott signed the bill on Tuesday, which marked just days after it cleared both chambers of the state legislature. The legislation would restrict absentee voting as well as ban 24-hour and drive-through voting. The bill would also set specific hours for early voting and implement voter ID requirements for mail-in ballots. One thing that all Texans can agree and that is that we must have trust and confidence in our elections, Abbott expressed. The bill that I'm going that I'm about to sign helps to achieve that goal. One thing that it does uh, is it ensures that that every eligible voter will have the opportunity to vote. Uh, the passage was held was held up last month when a group of Texas Democrats fled the state to Washington D.C. in an effort to prevent passage of the Republican-backed bill. Abbott responded by calling for two spe- uh, special sessions, and after the Texas House reached a quorum, Republicans were able to pass the legislation. The bill has been set to take effect just before next year's primaries. Next up, uh, Florida, or Florida Governor Ron DeSantis put forward new incentives to recruit more police officers in the state. In a news conference on Tuesday, DeSantis said three separate programs would be introduced to ensure law enforcement had ample resources. The push to attract more officers was outlined to include a new program to cover the cost of applications, a new law enforcement academy program, and a signing bonus for any brand new officers. The first thing that we're going to do is we're going to offer a $5,000 signing bonus For anybody who is new to law enforcement in the state of Florida, DeSantis announced. Now that may mean somebody who's younger, who decides to go into law enforcement, who is already a Florida resident, but it would also apply to someone moving from another state. DeSantis went on to say, The Sunshine State supported law enforcement along with all other first responders. He went on to assert funding for law enforcement would increase within the state of Florida, unlike many other states moving to reduce funding. DeSantis added, uh, The new incentives would hopefully boost confidence and morale. Uh, well, hopefully boost confidence as morale has been notably low due to anti-police sentiment. Next up. Uh... The number of applications for home mortgages decreased last week to the lowest level since mid-July, dampened by declines in uh, refinancing activity and purchase applications as mortgage rates remained unchanged. The Mortgage Bankers Association said on Wednesday its seasonally adjusted market composite index tracking mortgage applications fell 1.9% from a week earlier, reflecting a 2.8% decline in applications to refinance existing loans in the week ending September 3rd. The average contract interest rate for traditional 30-year mortgages was unchanged at 3.03%. Purchase applications fell uh, below uh, or fell 0.2%, the NBA said. After hitting record lows between or below 2.9% at the end of, the, of last year, mortgage rates climbed in the first part of this year and peaked in the spring. Rates had been drifting lower since, 
held down in large part by the U.S. Federal Reserve's extraordinary stimulus measures aimed at helping the economy rebound from the coronavirus pandemic. Refinance volume has been moderating uh, while purchase volume continues to be lower than expected given the lack of homes on the market, said Mike Fratantoni, MBA's senior vice president and chief uh, economist. Economic data has sent mixed signals with slower job growth, but a further drop in the unemployment rate in August. We expect that further improvements will lead to a tapering of Fed MBS purchases by the end of the year, which should put some upward pressure on mortgage rates. Next step. <clears throat> Workers in Richmond. Virginia got to work tearing down a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee that's been standing for more than 130 years. The deconstruction began Wednesday morning after the state's Supreme Court upheld two lower court rulings that called for the removal of the Civil War General's statue. The removal saw mixed reactions as many suggested it's an attempt to erase history. It's a good day and it's a sad day at the same time, said Sharon Jennings, a black woman, who, would, who has lived in Richmond her entire life. It doesn't matter what color you are, if you really like history and you understand what this street has or what this street has been your whole life and you've grown up this way, you're thinking, oh my God. But when you get older, you understand that it does need to come down. Governor Ralph Northman was in attendance when the statue came down saying its removal was a long time coming. Any remnant like this that glorifies the lost cause of the Civil War, it needs to come down, said the governor. Northman said he hopes this move will re represent a new era in Virginia. Era in Virginia, not error. On Thursday, Cruz planned to replace the statue with a time capsule containing a vaccination card, a photo of a black ballerina in front of, a, of the statue, a BLM sticker, and the special edition of the National Geographic magazine featuring George uh, Floyd's picture. Next. I know it seems like we're jumping from stuff to stuff, but, you know, that's how it works. All kinds of stuff happening around. Anyway, opening arguments are set to begin on Wednesday in the case against Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes was credited as being a game changer in the medical industry but is now facing federal charges of defrauding patients and investors over her now-defunct company. Holmes claimed Theranos could detect more than 200 medical conditions from anemia to cancer uh, through only a simple prick of the finger. We've made it possible to eliminate the tubes and tubes of blood that traditionally have to be drawn from an arm and replace it with... and replaced it with the... Nanotainer, she claimed. With a test uh, purportedly costing less than $3, the technology quickly uh, garnered attention from medical professionals and investors. In 2013, Walgreens agreed to, par uh, to a partnership with Theranos and opened around 40 blood drawing centers in Arizona. However, the deal went wrong after the Wall Street Journal detailed employees' accounts of how the device dubbed Edison only tested for 15 conditions. The investi uh, investigative report also unveiled an additional employee filed a complaint to regulators 
stating Theranos failed to report test results that were not accurate. Breast cancer survivor Sherry Ackert, Ackert explained how a Theranos blood test showed her estrogen levels higher than normal, or than the normal amount for a postmenopausal uh, menopausal woman, which would cause cancer to re- reoccur and lead to new worries. Either they made a mistake. They tested someone else's blood and their controls don't work, or I have a tumor somewhere. Great, recalled Eckert. However, her doctor reordered another blood test from a different lab showing her blood contained almost no estrogen. Many people began questioning the technology's uh, validity, valid, validity upon officials investigating the matter. The one successful company, which was valued at $9 billion, has since made a rapid decline in value. Since then, Theranos settled numerous lawsuits with investors, Arizona residents, and with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Holmes, along with the former president of Theranos, Ramesh Balwani, are facing 10 counts of wire fraud and 2 counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, although both have pleaded, pleaded not guilty. The Wall Street Journal detailed how government lawyers must convince the jury that Holmes intended to commit fraud rather than the company could have li- couldn't live up to its promises. However, her law- her lawyers goodness her lawyers have in- uh, indicated she will testify that some of her statements and actions while running Theranos were the result of in- uh, intimate partner abuse. By Balwani. If convicted, Holmes faces 20 years in jail. In the meantime, Balwani's trial is set to begin next year. Next up, law enforcement in Seattle are at risk of losing their jobs due to the mayor's new COVID vaccine mandate. According to Seattle's Jason Rance radio show on Monday, more than 200 officers either haven't been vaccinated or have refused to hand over their private medical data. Last month, Mayor Jenny Durkham issued the mandate requiring all city workers to be vaccinated by October 18th or upon refusal, be fired. Seattle has already lost roughly 300 officers over the push to defund the police, resulting in a violent crime surge in the, de- in the uh, Democrat-ran city. In the meantime, city officials have been working to cut a deal with Mike Solon, the president of the Seattle Police Department, uh, Seattle Police Officers Guild, who has said the vaccine mandate doesn't make sense. If you are advocating for more police officers because you know crime is on the rise, you need more cops because of what the city council did, said uh, Solon. Why are you threatening us with our jobs if you don't get this vaccination? It's unbelievable to me. It doesn't make any sense. Additionally, Solon said ordering a mandatory vaccine to an already short-staffed police department is a recipe for disaster. It's not about politics. It's not about the debate with science. It's a, it's around why are you trying to why are you it's around why are you tying in termination with this. A spokesperson for the mayor said they hope terminations won't be necessary. However, if the officers choose not to get vaccinated, Seattle is set to lose an estimated 20% of its already depleted police force. On top of that, on the other side of the country, 
Uh, residents of Newark, New Jersey, are protesting against uh, vaccine mandates imposed by Democrat Mayor uh, Roz Baraka uh, on munici- municipal workers. On Wednesday, hundreds of people rallied outside the Newark City Hall saying forced vaccinations with experimental jabs are illegal and morally questionable. The demonstration was spearheaded by Newark firefighters and police unions. Protesters argued the mayor has no authority to fire workers based solely on their refusal to get the vaccine. Specifically, the International Association of Firefighters General President Edward Kelly said Mayor Raz Baraka Raz Baraka, sorry, said it as one word, uh, has no uh, no right to push these terminations. This isn't about vaccination. This is about being bullied, he stressed. All we're asking you to do is sit down across the table and treat us like adults. Kelly pointed out how Governor Philip Murphy gave a reasonable approach to the challenge by giving people the option to be tested if they choose to not take the vaccine. This was later undermined by the mayor's forced vaccine mandate. Protesters added people must be able to make their own decisions about vaccinations. Meanwhile, Baraka said the mandate was about protecting the health and well-being of municipal team, their families, residents, and visitors in the state. On top of that, sorry, even more. Last one, though, on the uh, mandates. GOP states are reacting to Joe Biden's new nationwide vaccine mandate. Following Biden's statement on Thursday, GOP states have been discussing why they're opposed. Following Texas Governor Greg Abbott's announcement to fight Biden's order, GOP uh, Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel declared the Republican uh, National Committee would be suing the Biden administration. In their release, McDaniel stated Joe Biden lied when he promised he wouldn't impose vaccine mandates once he was elected. Additionally, the RNC said that for small businesses and workers who don't have the money to stand up for themselves, they would take matters into their own hands by suing the administration to protect Americans' rights. Prior to the announcement, GOP governors began expressing they would also be taking action. Missouri Governor Mike Parson said the federal government's actions are not welcome in his state as working families could see serious consequences. In addition, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon warned his attorney general to prepare to take action in opposing the administration's unconstitutional overreach of executive power. Further, South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster stated the American dream is no more than the than that the Biden presidency has made it a nightmare. He added, We will fight them to the gates of hell in order to protect the liberties of South Car- uh, Carolinians. In the meantime, the GOP is waiting for the order to go into effect so they can take their next step, which they say is to pursur- pursue legal action. Sounds like things are about to get pretty wild, so... We'll keep you in uh, to or up to date with how that develops. But on to the next topic. The Biden administration has pulled a second nomination 
this time withdrawing the pick for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives Director. Reports on Thursday confirmed David Chipman would no longer be in the running to become the head of the ATF. Chipman was heavily criticized for his blatant targeting of Second Amendment rights and his partisan record. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell called it absurd that a vocal opponent of America's constitutional rights was ever picked to run the ATF. McConnell took to Twitter stating, Glad to hear reports the White House is taking my advice and pulling the terrible nomination of David Chipman. This is a win for the Second Amendment and law-abiding American citizens. In the meantime, uh, Biden released a statement where he continued to blame Republicans for his failures, saying the GOP is using gun crime as a political uh, talking point. Unfortunately, Republicans in Congress have made it clear that they intend to use gun crime as a political talking point instead of taking serious steps to address it, uh, Biden said. That's why they've moved in lockstep to block David Chipman's confirmation, and it's why they side with gun manufacturers over the overwhelming majority of the American people in opposing common sense measures like universal background checks. Chipman uh, responded saying it was an honor to be nominated and continued to advocate for someone who is accountable to the public. I knew this confirmation process would be difficult, and while ultimately we weren't successful, it remains essential that ATF is led by a confirmed director who is accountable to the public and places no special interest and places no special interest before the safety of our children and, and places no special interest. Sorry, I was reading that weird before the safety of our children and our communities. Next, the Justice Department is suing Texas after its new law aims to ban abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. Attorney General Merrick Garland said on Thursday the Texas law to restrict abortion is illegally interfering with federal interests. The suit comes after Democrats and pro-abortion groups pushed the Biden administration to take action against Texas. Garland also claimed Texas has infringed on the constitutional rights of women. Thus far, the law has had its intended effect because the statute makes it too risky for an abortion. Abortion providers have ceased providing services. This leaves women in Texas un unable to exercise their constitutional rights and unable to obtain uh, judicial review at the very moment they need. At the very moment they need it, stated Garland. In Texas, the law leaves enforcement. Uh, to private citizens through civil lawsuits as opposed to criminal prosecutors. Earlier this week, Garland promised the Justice Department would enforce a federal law known as the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance or Act. Clinic Entrances Act. This law prohibits obstructing access to abortion clinics as well as destroying property at these uh, reproductive health centers. The Department of Justice has a duty to defend the Constitution of the United States and to uphold the rule of law. Today we fulfill that duty by filing the lawsuit I have just described, said Garland. Despite a recent Supreme Court ruling that kept the pro-life law in effect, reports have said the Biden administration may try and strip Texas of federal funding or provide abortions at federal facilities in the state. And finally, 
some good news. Uh, although the road to recovery is still a work in progress, signs of life are starting to trickle back into New Orleans as the city cleans up in the wake of Hurricane Ida. It's been almost two weeks since Ida made landfall along southern Louisiana as a Category 4 storm, bringing forth powerful destruction. However, supply trucks have, been, have begun delivering goods and some restaurants are back up and running. While there are a few customers in the Big Easy, residents and business owners are holding out hope for the future. The main problem right now is supply. The restaurants aren't being able to get things supplied because so many things around have been devastated, said one resident, Philip Palumbo. So it's still going to be a while to get back to any semblance of normalcy. Meanwhile, electricity provider uh, Entergy said power has, be, has been restored to nearly all of the or Orleans Parish, with only a few thousand residents still without it, although they're expected to be restored very soon. City departments and contractors have cleared more than 500 miles of city right-of-ways and, and the debris removal is still ongoing. Additionally, around 350 residents were scheduled to be re returned to the city from state-run shelters, including those who were evacuated from senior apartments provided, provided those facilities have been cleared by authorities. FEMA has so far provided $259 million in grants to survivors in Louisiana with eight, or $81 million in grants to the Orleans Parish alone. While New Orleans uh, has shown signs of recovery, other parts of Louisiana are still struggling with the Louisiana Public Service Commission saying hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses are still without power and could remain that way for weeks. In the meantime, Louisiana's largest health care provider said it would take around four weeks to get two damaged, hospital, uh, to get two damaged hospitals back up and running. More than two dozen deaths in the state have been blamed on Ida. I know that doesn't sound like good news, but it's good news is like, it's tragic, but, you know, coming back. That's one of the strong suits, one of the telltales of America is we always bounce back. No matter how rough it gets. So, you know, stay strong. Stay safe. And that's all we have this week. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N. Uh, any and all profits, including sponsor revenue and viewer donated revenue, will be donated to the Serious Fund Network for Disabled Kids. So if you decide to donate to us, you know where your money is going. So until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR. And remember, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first. Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. 
we got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been JWR from America First. And thanks for tuning in. And thank you for your support. Thank you.